Welcome to Growing a B2B SaaS. On this show, you'll get actionable and usable advice. You'll hear about all aspects of growing a business to a business software company. Customer success, sales, funding, bootstrapping, exits, scaling, everything you need to know about growing a startup and you'll get it from someone who's going through the same journey. Now your host, Joran Hoffman. Welcome back to another episode of the Grow Your B2B SaaS podcast. This is the first episode of season two as we closed off season one. In the Grow Your B2B SaaS podcast, we discuss all topics on how to grow your B2B SaaS, no matter in which stage you're in. When you're looking to scale your SaaS, you're probably also thinking about running ads. When done wrong, it can cost you a lot of money without seeing much result. So how do you run ads which drive revenue? We're going to talk with Michael Damjovic today, the CCO at Adline. And Adline is a SaaS platform which helps you to make profitable ads with the use of AI. Next to being a SaaS leader himself, he knows exactly what is working for their clients when they're running ads. Welcome to the show, Michael, or do I say Mike? Yeah, thanks. Thanks. You can call me Mike. It's an English thing. We always shorten the names from Michael to, to Mike. Exactly. I always like to ask this question at the beginning. I did this intro, of course. If people are not convinced yet, why should people listen to you today? I think if you are in a startup company or a small company, then you know how important it is to speak to your customers. So over the last almost three years, I've spoken not thousands, but well over 1,000 small, medium-sized businesses all around the world. So I have talked to them about their advertising, about growing their business, and I know their common mistakes. I know what their pains are. I know what their desires are and their dreams. I know how Adline is solving a lot of those problems and those pains. And hopefully today I'll be able to share some of those mistakes that are commonly typically made. And actually, it's really interesting because when a new company is established, pretty much 98% of the time, they make exactly the same mistakes. And you're just thinking, but if there was just like a go-to place where people could just read about that mistake, then they could save themselves with a lot of pain and a lot of unnecessary effort. My experience then over the last few years, speaking with small companies, startup companies, in terms of how we can help them to actually succeed with their advertising. So hopefully I have a few things to to be said that are of interest. I know you will. We're definitely gonna make this mission to, to help people avoid these mistakes. Before we even start running ads, like what, in your opinion, should be minimal in place before you can even think about running ads? There's a lot of things, but I think you need to define your objectives. I know that sounds a bit funny, but if I ever sit down with a company or a new business and they, okay, we want to run, we want to run ads and say, okay, why? We want to get more sales. Okay. That's a pretty clear objective, right? But when you sit down and you're going to be making your campaign, then you really need to clearly outline what is it that you actually want to achieve with your ads? And once you've done that, then you know, then I've got a few things here that I'm going to say, but if you can clearly outline what it is you want to achieve with your ads, then you can actually look at the entire customer journey thereafter and actually start to tweak and adjust that journey to make it as seamless as possible. So define your objects and then obviously knowing your target audience. I may contradict myself a little bit here, but it is so important that you know who you're selling to. So for example, let's say that you're selling a barbecue then you don't really need to go that far to think about who my target audience is. It's probably a guy. They probably are very interested in meat. They're probably very interested in food. 
If you go along, then what are their interests? They probably like beer. They probably like wine. They like experiences. They like good times. They like good music. If you were to Google or to look up barbecues, you're probably going to find some sort of country style music or rock, something like that. So understanding who your audience is, that's really important. And then being able to highlight your value proposition. And of course, that's the way that you communicate the unique benefits of your product or your service. And here, well, I just want to make the di- differentiation. If you are an e-commerce store, for example, selling barbecues, then it's really important that you communicate those unique benefits. Our barbecue has this function or this feature that this other barbecue doesn't have. But when you come to a, a SaaS product, for example, for a product like AdLine, instead of us saying, okay, oh, you know, we've got the ad creator, we've got this and this, then we have to actually show what has been achieved with those features, how those features can actually alleviate someone's pain or solve their problem. So that's the first two things. And then, of course, you need to have a well-designed website. And when I say well-designed website, I don't mean a website where you spend hundreds and hundreds of thousands of euros or dollars on it, but it needs to fall in line with what your messaging is. So if you're pushing out ads, then that messaging in those ads needs to coincide with what's on your website. And then you need to make it mobile-friendly. You need to make it user-friendly. And ultimately, you need to make it easy for somebody to become a customer. Don't make it difficult. So that's the first two things. And then implement conversion tracking. We did a a survey of Norwegian businesses a little over a year ago. It's still very relevant today because I'm still speaking to, to, to new businesses, but conversion tracking, actually measuring the effectiveness of your ads. This survey showed that there were 33% of the people that we interviewed, only 33% were actually in checking the effectiveness of their ads. So the other 67%, they basically just made a campaign, clicked start, and then they went around business they didn't even look at it so you need to implement conversion tracking you need to know how effective your ads are and then i think if you are someone that's very new to advertising then it's who is actually going to be doing this work who's actually going to be sitting down and creating the ad copy making the creatives allocate a budget and your resources a rule of thumb for a very small company i would say and of course i'm sure there's people that would disagree with me here but after running over 3,000 campaigns in the last two and a half years this is something that i sit again with And that is that if you're not prepared to invest 500 euros at minimum over a period of six to 12 months, don't start advertising yet. Look at different organic ways, maybe looking at an affiliate system, maybe push things organically via LinkedIn or YouTube or Instagram Reels, for example, TikTok. But if you're not prepared to invest that money over a period of six to 12 months, then you're only going to end up with a lot of heartbreak because advertising is a lot of testing. It's a culture of testing and experimentation. And finally, then the last three things I've got here is choose the right platform. Facebook and Instagram, for example, great for visibility. Google is obviously very great for conversions. It has been, it still is, and I think it will be for a very long time to come, that when I in buying mode, then I will go to Google and I will say, find me the best XYZ or find me the nearest restaurant or find me the Google is the place to go when I'm actively trying to buy. And then what I would say, the last two things is this, that create compelling ad copy. This is probably the most difficult thing in in my view, because you want to create ads that actually appeal to your ideal customers. And a lot of business owners, they will start sitting down and they can write and write and write for days. But what they're writing doesn't actually appeal to the people that they they want to sell to. And so you really have to get into the mind of your ideal client. And then, like I mentioned now, this setting up, tracking and analyzing, you need to foster this culture of testing 
and investigating to find out what kind of ads are working, what kind of ad copy is working, what kind of creative is working. So for example, if we were to do a some sort of campaign for, let's say, affiliate marketing, it could very well be that a picture of Yodon would work 10 times better than a picture of me, but we wouldn't know that without testing it. So to be able to foster this culture of testing and, and experimentation. So monitor your campaign performance. So I think that's the main things I would do if you're thinking about to start running ads. Nice. I'm going to try to summarize this. You need to have clear goals. You need to know exactly who you're selling to. So definitely identify your ICP. I think that's the most important. Choose the right platform, as you said. So where is your ideal customer profile present? Who's going to do it? Allocate budget, resources, and have that minimum budget, as you mentioned. Then, of course, create appealing ad copies. Make sure that you show exactly like what the value is, in this case, of your SaaS, what kind of problem you're fixing, Make sure that your website aligns with the ad copy so the conversion rate will go up and then basically make sure you track everything. And one thing which I would recommend is track the full funnel. So know exactly not just who signed up, but also who actually went to paid because you might have a lot of signups, but then they might not be your ideal customer profile. So it always comes back to that. Mm -hmm. And what you mentioned, testing and investigating, that's basically it. So AKA what is working, that's going to be really important. Just to add on to that, that one point about who's actually going to be doing the work, allocating your resources. This is one of the mistakes that I see almost every small company start with. And that's why I also came with the, the recommendation on the budget on what you're actually going to invest. But they kind of start out with, okay, start a company. We've got in a few customers. That's really great. That's really good. And then they say, okay, we need to grow our business now. So what's the fastest and quickest way to do that? That is ads. That is just the way it is. Okay, I need to do ads. Okay, so what are my options? Okay, I'm in a small company. I've got four, maybe 10 employees. Okay, so then I've got these options. One, I can do it myself. So then you think, okay, am I actually going to invest my time into actually doing advertising correctly? And do I actually have any knowledge when it comes to it? Have I actually done, for lack of a better word, what is my competency level when it comes to advertising? And there's nothing to be ashamed there. If you haven't done it before, like you need to learn it. But that takes time and it is very complicated. I'm sure you've been in, in Facebook Business Manager for example, or in Google, it's difficult to say the least. And especially when they're adding LinkedIn and TikTok and, and Snapchat and YouTube, and they are, they're complicated. But think about that. One, should I be doing it myself? Two, do I want to then outsource this to a marketing guru or to a marketing agency? Do I then have the budget to actually pay them? So really, I think that's something that if you're going to don't just jump into it, think about, okay, in the next six to 12 months, how are we actually going to run ads? We're going to do it ourselves. We're going to go that that way and the way that it typically goes with the people i speak to they start out trying to do it themselves and then they find out that they can't or they can but it's just too time consuming so then they outsource it to a marketing agency and they spend a thousand dollars two thousand three in a retainer and then they feel that they've lost control and they're not very happy with the conversions or the, the level of service and then they come to adline for example or to another software where they can actually automate a lot of it themselves but they still have that control and if there was one thing that i wish we could do is that they could just hop over the first two things but i guess it will never be the case because we it's a natural sort of way to find out what's working what's not working exactly because yeah. with a tool like yourself they still keep control but they get the benefits basically of getting best practices and avoiding like the most common pitfalls yeah nice nice before i guess like really dive in like on the you talk about like creating profitable ad campaigns maybe a really basic question but what do you consider a profitable ad campaign yeah something that's a pro profitable ad campaign is a campaign that generates a positive return on investment so return on investment for the advertiser so in other words the revenue that you generate from your campaign 
should exceed the cost of running the ads. If you put in 500 euros for your campaign, then the revenue that you generate from that campaign should exceed that $500. And of course, you can speak to different people that say, okay, we can get you five or six or seven, eight, nine, ten 10 times ROI. In many cases, that, that, that is the case. But this goes back to this testing. When you've not done advertising before, you don't know what works. And I'm going to be completely honest. If I've never seen you before, I've never known your company, I don't know what works. But we can help you have a really great foundation so that you can find out what works. And when you know what works, you can do more of what works. And then you can increase that return on investment. And when you know what doesn't work, then you can stop doing that and wasting your money. I think that's the main thing. Profitable ad campaign is one that generates more revenue so much so that it exceeds what you actually invest into the campaign yeah yeah and for the people listening like often it's called ROAS return on ad spend and that is a number which people take when they look at ad spend am I actually getting my return back so ROAS or ROAS so let's say I want to start running ads myself right now which steps would I need to take so I'm going to skip I guess like then doing it myself I'm probably then skip getting an agency in but there's probably still a couple of steps I need to take yeah so if you're going to start running ads now you've never run ads before then i think you need to look at that how much can i invest in this now can i invest for example a minimum of 500 us dollars or 500 euros for the next six to 12 months is that something that i can comfortably invest if the answer is no like i say then do more organic push other avenues first and then come back to this when you can comfortably say that i can invest this money i need to look it up who is heading up this work like you mentioned just now is it going to be me no okay then will i outsource it then should I be going to a marketing agency or a software? And I think here you can say it depends on how much control you, you want to have yourself. Do you actually want to learn how to do advertising or are you happy to just outsource it? A lot of companies, they're actually very happy to just outsource it as long as they're getting that, that good return. Once I've understood this, then I can actually start looking at what I've just been saying just before when you asked the question, what should be in place at a bare minimal? before even thinking about running ads. So those things that I've listed up, that's basically <laughs> what I would say. Nice, nice. And is there one thing, like we talked about mistakes, is there one thing you said you should definitely do this when you're going to run ads, I guess, besides all the things you already mentioned? One thing that you should definitely do when running ads, I think that you need to be proficient in A-B testing or split testing. Like I said, the one mistake a lot of people make is insufficient testing and iteration. We did an episode with a Google employee, Christina Persson, and she talked about the importance of experimentation, the importance of testing. And she actually gave a really amazing example where she was working, I think, for the Norwegian Tax Association in Norway, and they had to basically collect in some money. And they tested many different headlines and many different texts and they found out that these specific headlines were detracting people from actually clicking in and actually paying that money. But then they found out that these headlines over here and this body tech actually compelled people to actually open up. I gave the example as well for Redditors. If we were to do a campaign, you need to test, you need to find out what is working, what headlines are actually bringing in that traffic and then actually maybe leading to a conversion, what copyright is working. So I think that's one thing that you should definitely do. And that takes time and that takes patience and that takes an investment of your money as well because after you've got that knowledge then you can say okay it cost me a thousand dollars i didn't get many customers for that but what you sit with is that you know exactly what worked and you can do more of what worked to get in more customers i think that answers your question yeah it definitely does and i think it also brings back to what you said right it, when you open up the money tab with ads it is a quick 
channel to get some traffic in to get good conversions in but in the end it does take time to really optimize the channel i think that's one thing people often forget they think we're just going to invest in ads and then things will work out and what you say here is take the time to actually test things what is working or not if i could just say one more thing one of the biggest frustrations I have, if I can say it that way, is that if a company runs ads, for example, with Adline, and they get this, they get an, a crazy good CTR, so click-through rate. So that means that their ads are finding the right sort of people and they're clicking on it. And then it goes to their website and it's on their website that the conversion happens, but they're not getting many conversions. Then it's most likely that there's something that needs to be adjusted on their website. Maybe they should make the button purchase a little bit bigger. Maybe maybe they need to give payment options, for example, like that. I think also Databox, if you are familiar with those, product Databox. Anyway, they've, they've done a, a report about exactly this. Very often, if people just made those changes to their website, they would see their conversions go straight up. So it's not necessarily a problem with the ads. It's a problem with the way that you communicate with people on your website. One thing I'll do, AB testing, split testing, but also make sure that when you find out what has worked on your ads, go to your website and just spend time tweaking that adjusting it slightly because you'll be amazed you'll be shocked with the results the change in results yeah. in a positive yeah. way because whatever ad you're going to run it has to resonate where people are going to land on and to give it a really clear example like we might be running ads really soon ourselves but what we did to prepare for that is we created competitor landing pages so if we're going to run ads on our competitor keywords or brand names then they are going to land on something which resonates with the ad we're running so if we say ready this or like competitor alternative then they're going to land on a page where we actually say why we're better than them with a clear CTA. Make sure you, everything aligns over there. Growing a B2B SaaS is tough. We know. This is why we started Redditus. We help you to grow your monthly recurring revenue without high upfront costs. How? By leveraging someone else's network and only giving away a commission when they deliver you a paid client. It's called affiliate marketing. It's already a really cost-effective and scalable revenue channel. We even made it better for you. With Redditus, you can start for free and only start paying us when you generate revenue. Learn more at www.getredditus.com. You guys use AI or leverage AI with creating the ads. What is the benefit of it? Like, how does it really help to create better ads? Yeah, I think you know, we use AI in, in a few different ways, but typically AI, it, it doesn't sleep. It's not going to take a glass of red wine on Friday evening. It's not going to take a mimosa on Sunday morning. Of course, other be beverages are available. But when it comes to a set of predefined rules, AI is going to be working faithfully. It's going to be working consistently and it doesn't stop. So you've got the predefined set of rules. It is going to be working like a machine. And that is something that there's no human that can actually do that. They can do it maybe for a certain amount of time. But the fact of the matter is humans, we get sick. We double book, we make mistakes, we forget. AI doesn't do that. If you put in the preset, predefined set of rules, it's going to follow those exactly. And then, of course, if you've got machine learning there as well, then it has some space. But AI in, for example, AdLine, that is optimizing your ad campaigns six times every day, Monday through Sunday. It doesn't take the weekend off. So that's one thing. But then when it comes to generative AI, the actual generating new ads, then that, that is shortcuts. That is slightly improving. That's raising the bar slightly. So you can have your ideas and then you can push in 
some uh, your ideas into ChatGPT or, or OpenAI, and then you can say, okay, yeah, that's great. But then also, what about this and this? So it's really a way of raising the bar. But with that said, I think at the moment, AI simplifies and improves, but it's not perfect yet. So you still very much need the human to be in control of that. I agree. And for me personally, as in creativity takes a lot of time, where I see AI as well, as you mentioned, like you just get a lot of new ideas. You can just give a prompt and then you get, for example, 10 titles back. I always still make changes to it, but at least I didn't have to think about those 10, which maybe took me half an hour or two hours and they come up with more creative ideas than I can. Yeah, absolutely. Nice. When we go to the next question, as in like we're an affiliate management platform, some companies say we need to run, we're not going to run ads if we're running an affiliate program or vice versa. Like how do you see the combination between running ads and running an affiliate program at the same time? I think the the big challenge of 2023 and going forwards is distribution. It's getting your company name out there. Of course, there's a lot of worries and there are some downsides, some negatives, but ultimately the goal is that you want to get customers in. You need that traffic. So you need to have a multi-channel strategy. You can't just be running affiliates. Maybe you can, maybe you disagree with me or not. But for us, we've been running ads and also have our affiliate network going simultaneously. And if anything, I think it complements each other. And I think if there are any downsides, I haven't personally seen any myself yet. Maybe they're just around the corner, so I'll let you know. But I think at least if there are any, the positive outweigh those negatives. I 100% agree because in the end, like affiliates are also driving traffic towards the site. And if you retarget that traffic, it's just going to convert more traffic of the affiliates, which might make them more happy. And then they're going to drive more traffic. Exactly. That- the sales that you get via affiliates would not have come in. Maybe they would have, but most likely they would not have come in without the help of those affiliates. So it's, uh, it's, yeah. Uh, no brainer already. Nice. We are coming to the final questions of the podcast. I always like these at the end. So when we talk about running ads, what kind of advice would you have specifically for SaaS founders growing to 10K monthly recurring revenue? So in regards to ads, I think, I mean, if you're if you're coming to 10K MRR, then you're still testing and you're still finding out what's working. And therefore you do need to do a lot of testing. I think we were at that stage with pretty much just customers here in Norway, where we're based, Oslo, Norway. And then we started an experiment, a testing phase. So we wanted to find out which markets were going to be the next markets for us. I think we started with about 20 different countries. And then very quickly, within a month or so, then we found our top five countries. And that was actually at that point, it was the Netherlands. I was actually number one. Sweden, the UK, Australia, funnily enough, and then of course the US, because the US is just a giant. My advice is if you do have an international product, then start with that, start with some experimenting. As a side note, what I've put here, because obviously if if we're talking about SaaS, the ultimate goal, I believe for the majority of SaaS companies is that they go viral quicker sooner rather than later that's a dream at adline we would love to just go completely viral so that people can be completely self-service no touch everything's great the reality is that we're not there yet we need that sales assist so my advice is keep that focus on sales if you're doing sales led and it is working even if you think okay we're getting in a few viral sales we want to test that more okay do that but keep that focus on on sales led keep those demos coming in keep the keep that momentum going and when you start to get that momentum don't ease off and start to try to push more to viral push it even harder you're only going to regret not pushing on that momentum that you get because when you do these sales and you get to know your customers you get to see their needs, you get to see their pains, you're able to create delight. And it goes back to what I said about knowing your audience, doing that research, me sitting in a meeting on Zoom or Google Meet or whatever it is, that's our research. That's our research on people that we want to sell to. Yeah, talk to as many customers as you can, basically, and make sure you do what is working and it doesn't always have to be 
scalable. When we go past the 10K monthly recurring revenue, change this question a little bit compared to season one. What kind of advice would you give to somebody who's going to 10 million annual recurring revenue? Yeah, full disclosure, we don't work with very many people that have 10 mil AIR. I think what I've seen with companies that are at that size is that they're still doing a lot of what they're doing, but they're allocating more money to testing and experimenting. And that could be then with different channels to find different avenues of growth. I think at this stage, that's probably the best piece of advice I've got for those companies. <laughs> nice, nice, yeah. thanks. One personal question, like what if you wish you knew 10 years ago yeah. as a SaaS founder or as yeah. a SaaS leader? Yeah, I think, you know, obviously I've talked a lot about data now and, uh, and I stand by what I've said, but also I think you need to trust your instinct. Do not settle for less and do not be pushed over by people that maybe think that they know more, but they actually don't. And they try to manipulate data to, to push forward a point. I think I've learned that the hard way that you can meet individuals that are really convincing. They're really, they have such a way of speaking and they've got these great ideas, but often time will tell the truth. So if you believe something in your core, don't be won over with sophisticated talk from your gut. If you know that's not a good idea, then really push and make sure that you follow your instincts. So that's something that I wish that I knew 10 years ago and that I was a stronger on that 10 years ago. That being said, I've learned ton. I've learned so much over the last 10 years. It's embarrassing to look back at yourself. I think everyone that has a bit of self-acknowledgement, it's embarrassing to look back 10 years ago. But like I say, all those mistakes, their learnings and they form who you are today. Exactly. You need to make mistakes to learn. We're now trying to at least help people avoid some of them. But in the end, uh, no yeah. matter what, you're going to make mistakes. That's how you learn. Nice. If people want to get in contact with you, Mike, like how can they do that? What is the best way? Yeah, I'm very active on LinkedIn. Feel free to connect. I'd love to connect. We've got obviously our podcast, which they can follow. I think LinkedIn's probably the best way. And of course, visit adline.com and read more about us if it's of interest. Yeah, I know we're definitely going to check it out once we start running ads. I can let people know how it's going if they want to know. Thank you very much for coming on the show, sharing your knowledge. Again, if you want to contact Mike, go to LinkedIn, go to adline.com or visit this podcast. And we're definitely going to link everything in the show notes. Thanks again. Thanks. You've been listening to Growing a B2B SaaS. Yoran has been ahead of customer success before founding his own startup. He's experiencing the same journey you are. We hope you've gotten some actionable advice from the show. And we hope you had fun along the way. We know we did. Make sure to like, rate, and review the podcast in the meantime. To find out more and to hook up with us on our social media sites, go to www.getreadiness.com. See you next time on Growing a B2B SaaS.